Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, November 20th. Donald Trump continues to shred the American democratic process for his own personal ego. We'll discuss that. Plus, President-elect Biden meets with top Democratic lawmakers as they look to tackle the big problems despite the stalled transition. And finally, the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve at odds as Donald Trump and his Treasury Secretary end critical lending programs in the midst of this pandemic. Well, if you're looking for signs that Donald Trump is aware that he lost the election and is now ready to start handing over the reins of government to President-elect Biden, you're going to have to keep looking for those signs. They don't exist. Uh, Right before I I came in here to record this podcast today, uh, I saw a fundraising appeal from President Trump's campaign in the president's name calling the Rudy Giuliani press conference yesterday spectacular and looking for donations to keep that kind of fight up. Uh, This is now Donald Trump doing what we've seen him do pretty much for four years, which is put himself above country at any cost. He simply doesn't care about the country's democratic institutions. Because if he cared about them in any way that any of his predecessors did, he would put the strength of those institutions, of our Constitution, ahead of his own personal ego. But he refuses to do so. Don't get me wrong. Donald Trump knows he lost this election. He knows on January 20th, two months from today, at noon Eastern time, he will no longer be president of the United States. But what he also knows is that if he can try every trick in the book to delay the acknowledgement of that, to undermine the transition process so that it sets Joe Biden up for as much failure as possible instead of success as America's next president, and he knows if he could convince if not every single one of his nearly 74 million voters that cast their ballots for Donald Trump uh, just a few weeks ago in this election, but at least a huge swath of them of a total alternate reality, one not based in fact at all, just based in conspiracy and completely false claims of a stolen election. But if he can keep those folks engaged in that alternate false fact-free reality, he takes his movement with him. He's laying the groundwork for post-January 20th having the strongest hand to play from outside the power center that he currently occupies. And it is a devastatingly sad thing to witness. Now, the White House press secretary today, she came out for the first time in over a month to brief reporters and was asked, what is the end game here? Is there some metric the president is waiting for Here's her response. So uh, right now there's ongoing litigation. There are what we know, 74 million Americans that voted for this president. These are real claims. These individuals deserve to be heard. All of these antics and shenanigans, the bringing of the Michigan lawmakers to the White House, the continued lawsuits being filed that have no merit, uh, this comes as some Republicans are starting to voice Uh, their dissatisfaction, their displeasure with the president's behavior. Most of it is from sort of the regular 
Republican critics of the president that you'd expect. Mitt Romney with a tweet and Ben Sass, the Republican senator from Nebraska. Uh, but again, these are usual suspects by now that uh, sort of do the tisk-tisk on President Trump from inside his party that he largely ignores. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if Mitch McConnell and every single Republican senator held a joint press conference and scolded the president that that would actually alter his behavior here. You know, if you go along with him for four years in all of the shredding of the norms and institutions that he's been doing, why on earth would he listen to you now because you've decided, oh, he's he's going to end up leaving town and not being president anymore. Perhaps we should uh, get on the right side of history here and at least uh, admonish him. I don't, I don't know that that would be something that's going to alter the president's behavior, which is why we're probably in for two more months of this ridiculousness that is also dangerous. Now, here's what else matters today. Despite the stalled transition, President-elect Joe Biden continues to push ahead, demonstrating to the American people as best he can that he's on the job, his job, one that is about preparing to take over the presidency and lead the country two months from today. Today's example of being on the job for Joe Biden and what he wants to sort of portray to the public is meeting in person for the first time with the Democratic congressional leaders, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, meeting with Biden and Vice President-elect Harris to discuss uh, not just uh, long-term goals for when he takes office, but the immediate-term goals of getting some COVID relief done in the lame duck, if possible, otherwise right out of the gate when the new Congress is sworn in and, and President Biden becomes president on the 20th of January. Uh, they are also, no doubt, uh, going to discuss how to deal with the Republicans and the way that they are behaving and if there's anything for them to do. But what the message from the Biden team is today is that the president-elect is moving along and preparing to take over the reins of leadership. We've also learned that the Biden team is expediting its planned calendar for rolling out cabinet nominees. Uh, we didn't expect any cabinet announcements until after Thanksgiving. We've now learned it is likely we're going to get some high-profile cabinet announcements as soon as Monday or Tuesday next week before the Thanksgiving holiday. And he had already said yesterday he's chosen his Treasury Secretary, so perhaps that will be one of the nominees we hear about. And finally today, speaking of the Treasury, Steve Mnuchin, Treasury Secretary currently serving to President Trump seems to want to still curry favor with his boss because he's willing to undermine the American economy and American workers across the country for the sake of a political maneuver to hamper Joe Biden. I mean, it's just amazing. We learned today that Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, with the president's full support, obviously, is ending several emergency lending programs as part of the COVID relief that has been in place over these last many months. Well, what economist says that that is a smart thing to do right now? You'd be hard-pressed to find one. And in fact, the chairman of the Federal Reserve is publicly at odds with it. He's saying we need every tool possible right now to keep this economy from cratering as this pandemic continues to rage unabated. And there's only one conclusion to draw here as to why President Trump and Secretary Mnuchin would be doing this. That is to actually hamper the economy. 
because that'll make it tougher for Joe Biden when he takes over. That's what all of this is about. And now what Mnuchin and Trump are saying to the American people, they don't care about your economic well-being as much as they care about scoring political points on the incoming president, Joe Biden. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you on Monday. CNN Political Briefing is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer, and Haley Thomas is the senior news producer. Raj Makija is our senior production manager. Our episodes are produced by Will Cadigan, Mimi Mutesa, and David Toledo, and engineered by Francisco Monroy. Taylor Galgano is the team's production assistant.